Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes. Welcome to Rock Strikes Ten, the show guaranteed to always give you ten songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Joey. You ready to do part seven? I am ready to do part seven. Are you ready? I am. And once again, if you're just tuning in here, then go back six more episodes. Is that right? Yeah, six yeah. more episodes, because this is part seven. We're doing the 80 from 80. Uh, top 80 songs from 1980 as picked, or as, uh, what would you say it, as... Um, ranked. Picked by you, ranked yeah. by me. What's what's the good word? Not picked. It's... Uh, Chosen? No, better than, better than that. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for. Oh, what is... Uh, it's, it's like an artsy word. <laughs> I'm going to cut all this off. Don't worry. I think you should leave it on. Oh, yeah. And the songs were curated by me uh, and, okay. and ranked in order of opinion by Chris. Sure. A, tr- a true C&J radio project. Yes. So, uh, yeah. And uh, let's get this out of the way real quick. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com or you're subscribed, leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you, especially everybody who does that. All right, Chris, once again, part seven of the 80 from 80. We're in the top 20. Yep. I'm excited because, like, we've heard so many great bands. We've heard from Queen and Kiss and and uh, Donnie Iris, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've heard them all. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have no idea what's coming now. Yeah, even some of the personal faves, Elvis Costello, Angel City, and we still got 20 more songs. This is incredible. What do we got, Chris? What's number 20? Uh, number 20 is a song that I thought... I Well, I wasn't really that familiar with it. I'm familiar with the band, but not necessarily the song. Uh, not really many other songs, really, but I like them. Okay. Uh, this is X with Johnny Hit and Run Pauline. Ah, yeah, good one. This is a good tie-in also to the fact that the uh, I, I, it always makes me think of the Decline of Western Civilization documentary that Penelope Spheris did back in the early 80s that is now available digitally for the first time ever now. Nice. So I shill Rhino a lot, but I should definitely shill Shout Factory. If you are a music fan and you like your rock docs, if you've never seen them or you've seen them a hundred times, yeah. there's a box set out right now of all of the Decline of Western Civilization parts one through three, and uh, I'm excited. Nice. Penel- Penelope is coming to the Texas Theater sometime soon. Oh, yeah. And doing a screening of all three. That's cool. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to try to go to that. I would love to go to that. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, it makes me think of that. And man, from a great record, Los Angeles, one of the primo punk albums that you should own. Yep. Uh, great way to kick off the show, Chris. That's a that's a nice uh, ranking there. Number 20. Thanks. Yeah, you're you're going to know right here. Like It kicks off like a mother if yeah. you've never heard it before. Yeah. So here you go. From their debut album, this is X. Less hypo to shoot a sex machine drug. Pick up 24 hours, shoot up all his bits with legs. 96 tears through 24 hours. Uh, sex once every Run, Pauline. Trying to hit and run, Pauline. Trying to hit and run, Pauline. 
kick off the show number 20 of the 80 from 80 that was x with johnny hidden ron pauline off their debut album los angeles produced by rayman zarek keyboarders from the doors oh, oh and cool. he he plays on it too they do a cover of soul kitchen oh yeah so yeah yeah or actually i don't think he plays on soul kitchen because i don't think there's any organ on there but he plays he plays later on like on nausea or something like that yeah <laughs> so that's just off the top of my head but i'm pretty sure that's exactly what it is <laughs> i saw x a few years ago or actually almost 10 years ago now at the gypsy tea room in dallas <laughs> and they were playing with a reunited rollins band oh and wow. then riverboat gamblers opened up wow probably nice. one of the best rock and roll shows i've ever yeah, seen like it. <laughs> we were in the front row because it's standing room and i'm right next to john doe the bass player and singer mm. from x and like he's just right there and i'm just like damn this is John Doe. He's right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seeing Henry that close up, where the sweat like went wow right. <laughs> when he took his head turn. I was like, that gross. was something. That was gross, but it was something else. Uh, did you open your mouth? No, no, I'm not no. that sick. Okay. I'm a Rollins fan, but not. No, not, not, <laughs> That's a different level. Right. Uh, but yeah, seeing John Doe, it was great because he's right up front there, and he's playing the same like p bass that he's probably been playing since he recorded los angeles because mm. i could see the massive wear and tear and blood stains in that bass right it was so great <laughs> i was that close that's pretty awesome yeah Ugh. i don't have a good x story but i like so, the song yeah yeah mm. yes absolutely which uh <sighs> good yeah. enough to put it at number 20 on the list so going just going right along next band is one that i really 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 like and all all the rest of these i think from the 20 on um with well they're obviously the cream of the year yeah, for you yeah. but i don't think there were any like surprises other i think x was the last surprise for me personally okay all the rest are like 
I know that I really like all these groups. Okay. Um, and this is The Police with Man in a Suitcase. Ah, yeah, good one right there. You remember Goldfinger's cover of that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that, that might have helped it a little bit also. Uh, but... Yeah, but I actually wasn't thinking about that. I just really like the song. Yeah. You can't go wrong with The Police. I was, uh, I was talking Police with somebody at work the other day, but... Uh, I really I love Angry Sting. Yeah, <laughs> like not that all of the early Police songs are like that, but there is a uh, people uh, people that would I guess only know the singles. Yeah, uh, they don't see the side of that, but yeah. there is a great dark side to the Police that if you if you don't yeah. know, you should definitely uh, find out. And this yeah. is kind of in this is probably this is a little more up tempo, but. Yeah. You know, it's it's a nice deep cut that radio doesn't play. I could have picked a lot of stuff off of the yeah. record here, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's go with a nice cut like "Man in the Suitcase." Yeah. Good stuff there. All right, yeah. Hey, I'm just gonna yak away, and or we could just play the song. Let's play the song. All right, here's the police. <laughs> There you go. The police's contribution to the top of the 80s there was from the Zenyatta Mandata record, which has two massive monster singles that you still hear yeah. on classic rock radio today. Don't Stand So Close to Me and Da Do 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 Da 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 Da, which is one of the only songs you can hear daily on classic rock radio that mentions the word rape multiple times. Yeah, there's, so. there's a fun fact yeah. for you. I pointed that out at work too because it plays over the speakers. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, it's our rape song. And someone yeah. said, what? <laughs> and I go, they say rape like four times. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
I don't know about that. We may have to. It's like, oh great! I just got the do 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 taken off yeah. the the playlist. Well, it's like the. I just still want to like it, so I'm kind of glad they won't be yeah, playing it. Yeah, it's like anymore. the "I'll Be Watching You" is basically a stalker. Yeah, is what yeah. he is. Yeah, it's, it's not a love song. It's it's very obsessive stalker guy. Was that like? Is it like unplugged or storytellers and things like people still come up to me yeah. and tell me that every breath you take was our wedding song? And he's yeah. like, "Good luck exactly. with that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally dark stuff. There's a there's stuff on. Uh, Atlantis, Atlantis Demore, the mm. first one, yeah. where there's a song called "Be My Girl," which is about having sex with a rubber doll, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's just and then the "Can't Stand Losing You," which was a single. It's all mm. about suicide. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, so we were talking about like on on Zenyatta Mandata, there's this song "Behind My Camel," which was the uh, token Andy Summers song. Which Andy always got a track, and Andy's tracks are always weird. But I guess that's kind of like, hey, let's keep it weird, right? Not too commercial, and Andy Summers will definitely go non-commercial on you. But like you take an album like uh, Synchronicity, which is damn near it could be a perfect album. Yeah. <laughs> Except they have the Andy Summers song on there, which is Mother. Oh my God! If you ever want to torture somebody, <laughs> tie them down to a chair, play Mother by the Police, like in a loop. Uh, that, yeah. that would get the job. I know I've heard it. I'll have to go back oh. and listen to it again. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes, uh, all of the original police albums definitely worth revisiting. Yeah. All right, there's not a lot. There's five, <laughs> so yeah, they're easy listens, quick listens. Yeah, totally. All right, um, what's number eighteen, Chris? All right, moving along, uh, we're gonna go something very different, as does happen a bunch on this list. Uh, this is a Dead Kennedys with "Kill the Poor." Ah, "Kill the Poor." Ah, oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Really good song. Uh, if if any, I don't I don't listen to enough Dead Kennedys, so I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's because I should have never listened to even one spoken word Jello Biafra album yeah. because a little bit of that goes a long way for me. Yeah. I'm not saying his opinions aren't good; it's just his execution sometimes is a little over the top for me. Right. Uh, however, that being said, dude, I don't think there's a single song that kicks off the Reagan administration better mm. than "Kill the Poor." That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Had you heard this in a while since? No. Uh, no. Uh, just oh man, this whole record. We'll get into that after the song, but check this one out, guys. Turn this one up as loud as you can because that's what I do when it comes on in the car. Mm-hmm. So here's the Dead Kennedys with "Kill the Poor." If in progress is ours once more. Now that we have the neutron bomb, it's nice and quick and clean. Right. Jane Fonda on the screen today Give 
Massively, massively essential album, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. That was the Dead Kennedys with Kill the Poor. It's one of those rare instances where I say, you know, the compilation that they have, it's great and all, like Give Me Convenience, but I think this record might be better than any, even any best of you could make, because I would be, you know, I'd be tempted to put everything on this album practically yeah. on their best of. Right. It's that good of a record. If you're a punk rock fan, especially, you don't have this record. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Just like X's Los Angeles, that's another one. Oh, yeah. you find a lot of good punk rock on here, mixed in with all the the funk and the disco and the metal and pop. Yeah, and that's another thing that makes 1980 great. Yeah, it's an interesting year because it does seem like kind of changing from one thing to another. You know, very much. And I guess if this list is any indication, then yeah, that's. Seems what like one is. of the last years that really did it. Yeah. You know, like the only other one I can really think of where everything was kind of firing on all the cylinders for a lot of different genres was really like right before right before grunge hit, you know, like ninety one. Because yeah. that stuff was there. So it's there and then you got, you know, metal and rap and R and B, they're all on the charts. Pop. Yeah. It's all there. So like I think that was really one of the last years where it happened. I I I hope to live to see a year where this happens again, but yeah. I, I, I really hope I'm right about that, but you know, you never know. You see the way it's going, and who knows? Who knows what'll happen? You just don't know. Yeah. Well, everything goes in cycles, so we'll start. I mean, the nostalgic, like throwback <sighs> music will come back at some point. I'm sure. Every time, like mainstream, you know, even just mainstream rock and roll throws me a bone. Sometimes yeah. they just take it away. Like, I really thought that right before 2000, the 2000 was going to be like a like a glam comeback. And I'm yeah. not just talking like metal. Right. I'm talking like 70s glam. You know, like that yeah. kind of style, yeah. like a early CBGB stuff and like a lot of trash bands you know right and it didn't happen and then the garage thing happened for about a year and then it didn't stay and that was yeah. really sad to me that the the band I mean, garage band is basically just bands that play their instruments in a very basic manner right and the fact that it didn't last past really like you know a couple of years it makes me really sad yeah. you know like it should still be having an impact on the charts and on radio, and it doesn't. Yeah. It's just, and it's one of those things where the labels immediately oversaturated. Right. And, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. sad. They never learn. They just never, never. learn. They just smell money, Chris. <laughs> they should be listening to Dead Kennedys. They get, it's all anti-capitalism. And right. Anti-most things. Yeah. All right. What all have right. we got next? Moving on. Speaking of the eighties, boy, uh, I, was, I thought Jello knew how to bore an audience. <laughs> uh, this next group slash guy is something is someone that when I think of the eighties, I think of this guy. This is Huey Lewis in the news with some of my lies are true. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah. some early Huey, pre sports, pre four, all that stuff. Yeah. Back when Huey had really great. I mean, he still does, obviously, but like the connections are real interesting to that band, like. 
fun facts, you know, like, hardcore rock nerds know these things, but, like, Huey Lewis played harmonica on Thin Lizzy's Live and Dangerous album, (laughs) and uh, the entire band on My Aim is True, Elvis Costello's first album, because you notice it doesn't say the attractions on it, is Mm -hmm. because the band Clover played as the band on the record, and that's the news. Oh, wow, that's cool. So, and it's cool, like, you know, it's like a band that was never, like, quote-unquote hip, but, like, They've got. I think they have massive rock credibility. Yeah. And I think they're underrated because they they still tour to this day, and uh, you know that's another thing that makes them great. So let me some Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> I'm glad I picked this song. I forgot I picked this song <laughs> for the countdown, yeah. but uh, right. you're gonna enjoy it right now. Yes, we are. Some of my lies are true. Here we go. Take it away. He- take it away, Huey. <laughs> ah! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs>
There you go. That was the first song on their first album, Huey Lewis and the News, off of the album of the same name. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Good stuff. Never mind playing Huey on the show. Yeah, I love... I mean, like I said, when I think of 80s, I think of Huey Lewis. Yeah, he's an icon. Yeah. Yeah, and, and coincidentally, while we were playing the song, uh, the neighbor knocked on the door and said, I'm afraid you guys are just too darn loud. <laughs> Did they? I was too busy rocking out. I couldn't hear yeah. him. Yeah. Well, that's why you left the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Huey is definitely. You know, and uh, I think uh, the best one of the best compliments you could give Huey Lewis is he has the most boring behind the music ever. Uh, it's like an hour of them going. Huey's a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> he signs every autograph. Yeah. Let me tell you, like it, it gets. It's kind of like the Weird Al one where it's like, and then the album in 1989 didn't sell so well. <laughs> Dun dun dun! Yeah. <laughs> like no scandals, no controversies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, That's there cool. you go. Congratulations, Chewie, on on your uh, number seventeen positioning. Seventeen, yeah, seventeen, yeah, and uh, having the most boring behind the music ever. Thank you very much, Chewie. Cool. Keep keep on rocking. <laughs> yeah, we'll send you a plaque. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, rolling in at number sixteen is one of your favorite bands, I think, Ooh. and one of mine, I suppose. Uh, Cheap Trick just got back. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, here's here's a fun another fun fact. I mean, so Cheap Trick gets off of that massive uh, train. And basically, like while they were doing Dream Police, um, the previous album to mm-hmm. this, uh, Budokan was just starting to take off. So that they actually kind of went into Dream Police really with not even realizing how big they were getting or were yeah. going to get. Yeah. So this. In a, in essence, is actually the All Shook Up is the album I'm referring to in 1980. This, that's this is kind of their follow up to Budokan, even though Dream Police followed Budokan. You see right. what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because yeah, the yeah. turnaround was so quick in the 70s. Right. So they were like, we got. I guess they're thinking we got to step it up even more. So they get George Martin to produce them. Mm. So it's like, yeah, let's get. We're big Beatles nerds. Why not get the guy? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. and you you can hear some of his additions in there. You know, they're not that they hadn't been using strings before this, but yeah. you know, you hear some strings on there, and and the songs are just as good as as most. You know, actually, it's it's not as good or better an album than Dream Police, but it's really, really, really good. Like yeah. you don't you don't sense a decline there. Right. And uh, so, yeah, not until like the mid '80s would you really, in my opinion, see a decline on their records. Mm. But uh, oh, just a great song! It's the uh, second song on the album. Just it fades in from the first one, so it's like a perfect one-two. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so here you go, one of the one of my favorite favorite rock and roll songs ever. Wow. This All is right. cool. "Just Got Back" by Cheap Trick.
Alright, there you go. Just got back from All Shook Up. Like two minutes and done, practically, on yeah. that one. Two oh five, yeah. Two oh five. Best two minutes you'll ever spend in rock and roll, probably ever. That's saying a lot, but yeah, yeah. yeah you could there. do worse. I always get bummed out when they don't play it live, and they they usually do play it. But yeah. when when they don't play it, I feel like it makes the show just a little less. Yeah. So hopefully they'll play it. Uh, there's they got a show coming up in Dallas at the Bomb Factory, which is a nice small venue. Mm. So, and not outdoor, not a festival, yeah. not a pig race. Not yeah, that's pretty small, I remember. I don't know that I've ever been to a show there. I'm a, I might. It, yeah. It just reopened, actually. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think I've ever been there. That's the thing. Yeah, so, they, they were closed by there. the time I was really going to shows. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a new thing. Like, they, they, they brought in some heavy hitters to open it up, and now... They're kind of keeping it going. Cheap Tricks cool. playing there. Motorhead's going to play there soon. So nice. it's like, hey, hey now. Everybody will be deaf the next day after that one. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm contemplating doing the earplugs for the first time. Wow. Uh, with the Motorhead. Yeah. Yeah. I told you that story about the Gillies, right? Yeah. <sighs> All right. I've, I've said it on the show, too. It's <laughs> yeah, somewhere dude. somewhere All in right. the archives. Yeah. Rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com. What what's the next number, Chris? <laughs> fifteen is the next number. Top fifteen, and this is a very very eighties band, of course. And but for me, this song, I think I like it a lot more because I like the song, but it's also in one of my favorite movies ever. Who? In a pretty memorable scene for me. Tell uh, me the song first, and I'll tell you the movie. Or what would be more interesting? What do you think? <laughs> um. Song first, maybe? Okay, what's the song? Yeah, Turn Me Loose by Loverboy. I know exactly what movie this is. Wet Hot American yeah. Summer. Which uh, the scene? It's the scene where he's racing back to camp yeah. to get laid. Because yeah. he's he he's told all of his friends that he's a, a coos hound, but he's actually <laughs> a virgin. Yeah, Ken Marino, I forget the name of his character in the movie, he's taking the kids to the river because he was forced to, to go, and he abandons them to to race back to the camp in the van and he crashes the van and they have this awesome chase scene where uh, uh, it's a scooter isn't it or something there's a Jolo Trulio like steals a motorcycle yeah that's and it and Ken Marino's running down the street and he's chasing him on this motorcycle and yeah oh the, the stack of the bale of hay yeah, because well, that's where the keyboard goes well, it wasn't really a bale of hay it was just like a little bitty thing of hay in the middle of the yeah. road and he couldn't figure out how to get around it yeah. and then he jumps over it and yeah. he can't follow on the motorcycle yeah when he finally leaps over the hay, yeah, slow when, motion is when yeah. the keyboard goes up in the intro yeah. of the song, yeah, which yeah. I always remembered that ever since I saw it the first time. So yeah, I I, I am almost done with the new Netflix prequel series oh, okay, cool. for yeah. What Hot American yeah. Summer, and I noticed that Aliyah by Donny Iris is yeah. is in it whenever yeah. Elizabeth Banks walks up. I was yep. like, ah, oh, perfect song for yeah. that. <laughs> so a little throwback to part one there. Yeah, uh, but for right now, oh yeah, dude, Lover Boy, turn me loose. Let's do this.
you go. Lover Boy with Turn Me Loose from their debut album. I always want to um, say the kickoff track because to me that really should have kicked off the album. Because the kid is hot tonight's the the first song and that's the second song, but I totally would have flipped those. Yeah, with the, that really long intro, yeah. you think that would be first, but eh, whatever. Great build, uh, but yeah, okay. So that album, I was just looking up the credits while we were playing. Okay, the producer is Bruce Fairbairn, who uh, the late great Bruce Fairbairn. They produced some of the best rock and roll albums of all time that you everybody's heard. Uh, you know, like. Aerosmith, Pump, and Permanent Vacation, Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet, and and then Bob Rock is the engineer. Hmm. Bob Rock hadn't become huge yet, so he's just he's Bruce. He started. I know he made his name as Bruce's engineer, yeah. and then Mike Frazier is the assistant engineer, and he's like producing for ACDC now. It's like hmm. this monster all-star team of rock producers on this album. That's another reason why the album sounds great. Yeah. So there you go. Fun fun fact there That's for. Cool. And uh, so, yeah, I saw Loverboy live. I don't know if I've told this on the show, but I think it bears repeating if I haven't. About ten years ago, and it was a uh, like a VH1 I Love the 80s tour, right? Okay. They even released a new best ofs for all bands involved. Oh, well, And even a, even a few extras for yeah. those. But they got like four acts out there. Uh, one of them was Scandal and Patti Smythe, which... Patty Smythe sang great, and she looked better than she ever had. So good, good for you, Patty. John McEnroe is, must be a real happy guy because mm. he's married to her. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Eddie Money, which is one of the worst sets I've ever seen in my life. Oh really? I I, I have no issue with Eddie, especially I, I I'm an Eddie Money best of guy. Yeah. Uh, and I like those songs, but that's one of the worst sets I've ever seen. He <laughs> makes he makes Vince Neil look like Robin Zander. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, he's a guy that'll go out there. And during the hits, he'll put the mic out in the crowd uh, yeah. during the chorus, or he'll just leave it up to the band. The band has to really step up and like sing the song because yeah. he's not gonna do it oh. like at all. Like I said, once again, he really does. Like Vince Neil, at least give you a couple of lines. Yeah, not Eddie Money, not that night at least. Yeah, you might have conflicting reports for you listeners out there, but uh, yeah, I'd love to know if you've seen a good Eddie Money show. Yeah, where he didn't mail it in. But then uh, okay, so Lover Boy is supposed to come out next. And the, the promoter gets up on the mic and says, uh, Loverboy is in uh, transit. They are Their flight was delayed, and they had to get another flight. Mm-hmm. They'll be here. So the headliner goes on third instead, and it's Rick Springfield, hmm. which he totally blew me away. I was amazed yeah. by how much I love Rick Springfield. Like, and hmm. I be actually... I went from being a greatest hits fan to like I'm gonna go buy his records that's fan. Cool. I met Rick Springfield once. That's right. Yeah, you yeah. waited on him, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> worked. I worked in a restaurant for a few years, and his he and his uh, entourage came in and ate one day. And his entourage, well, one guy in particular was kind of a douche. Sure, but Rick was really nice. Is he like the guy that has to be a douche, though? Maybe you think? No, or? he was just doing just it douche. just to be a douche. Is Rick Springfield a good tipper? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't remember it not being so. Yeah, he must have been. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was just, a while ago. Sure, sure. I, I just sorry. Continue. Just want, no, I just wanted some shock value. Yeah, there. Yeah. So I'm getting to Lover Boy, and so it gets to the point where we're kind of waiting around after Rick, and I know there's some people leaving because yeah. we're late in the night. We're getting on to close to eleven. Which I think the curfew at Starplex is eleven because there's neighborhoods out there, mm-hmm. and I think Loverboy is hitting the stage roughly about ten thirty, and they're only going to be able to play like five songs. Wow! They play like the five best songs. <laughs> like you get like this EP of like it's yeah. like Turn Me Loose, The Kid Is Hot Tonight, uh, 
like I've been working for the weekend, of mm-hmm. course, loving every minute of it, something like that. So, like that's right. the set list. It's, yeah. it's awesome. But I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, they're gonna come out here, and maybe stink it up, especially after Rick, who puts yeah. on an amazing show. But so they open up with "Turn Me Loose," and I'm just sitting there waiting, going, because you know Mike Reno, he, you know, I, I could talk, but yeah, um, or I should talk, but Mike Reno, he kind of looks like he ate himself, you know, it's because <laughs> he's 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 about twice as big as he was yeah. in his heyday. Uh, so I go out there and go, okay, I'll wait till the high note of Turn Me Loose, and we'll see how this gig's going to go. And mm-hmm. I was going to base their entire set on seeing if you could hit this high note, the yeah. one that you heard just now. Nailed it. Huh? And I was like, dude. <laughs> and yeah, they blew me away. They yeah. were great. And I was like, I want to go back and see a full Loverboy set. Yeah. I still yet to do that, but uh, but yeah, good band to go see live. I recommend cool. both of those. Patty Smythe, Rick Springfield, and Loverboy. They're still very good lives. But not Eddie Money. Not so Eddie Money. Don't give him any of yours. Avoid Eddie Money. Stick to your best of CD. So <laughs> I might get some hate mail for that, but hey, whatever. <laughs> what, what we got next, Chris? Number 14. Uh, one of the greatest musicians of all time, in my opinion. Uh, John Lennon with Starting Over. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I, f- I forgot I put that one on there. Yeah, yeah this is... Uh, Kind of sadly, uh, a song that John really didn't get to enjoy the release of, yeah, because he had just he just finished recording Double Fantasy when that that horrible thing happened. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is I guess it's kind of one of those songs now. When it came out, people were like, "Oh man," because it sounds yeah. it sounds like one of those songs, right? But uh, just like Imagine does, of course mm-hmm. now. But uh, yeah, I mean, of course, who's going to argue that John? At least John Lennon's half of Double Fantasy is amazing, right? So here's his I guess my favorite song. Maybe watching the wheels. I, I like a lot of songs on there, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that I have a favorite John Lennon song, honestly, because it would change all the time. Because I kind of grew up with it, because my dad was a fan too. Yeah, and so John Lennon music is really a big part of my life. And this is, I don't know if this is necessarily my favorite John Lennon, but it's of course it's up there with like uh, all of them. You know, I couldn't really choose. It's a good one. I heard another really good one off of um, I think it was Walls and Bridges the other day. I'm scared. Mm. Go check that one out. That yeah. one's really good. So, but in, until then, we're gonna play a song that's not that. <laughs> but this is uh, equally great. This is just like starting over by John Lennon. Our life together is so precious. Together we have grown. We have grown. Although our love is still special Let's take a chance and fly away Somewhere alone It's been too long since we took the time No one's to blame, I know time flies so quickly Starting 
kickoff track of Double Fantasy, Just Like Starting Over by John Lennon. Uh, I saw that Earl Slick played guitar on that track, who was one of, of course, one of David Bowie's longtime guys. Mm. And another guy that played bass for Bowie, Tony Levin, plays bass on there. And Tony also uh, later on played bass for King Crimson. Mm. So uh, some excellent, excellent musicians yeah. on, of course, Lennon, nothing but the best for right. Lennon, right? Yeah. So uh, anyway, all right. So let's move on. That was, right. It kind of makes me sad for the loss. It does. But, yeah. yeah, every time I listen to John Lennon, I'm, I, it kind of just makes me sad. Yeah, know? and we weren't even... I mean, you, you obviously don't have a personal right. reference for the day he died, and right. yet neither do I. Yeah. But the effect is still felt. I, yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine what it was like to be around during that. Yeah. Ugh. But anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up is number 13 on the list. I kind of had trouble placing this one. It's really, really famous. Well, I think it is. But I have, even just, like, now looking at it, we just had John Lennon, and who do you follow John Lennon with? <laughs> yeah, let's so, say, who's next? <laughs> I think, I put this here because it's, it's, I really enjoy it, and it's really iconic to me when I think of the 80s. This is Generation X with Dancing With Myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, honestly, I think a couple of years before anybody would really know the song, but... Uh, it, this is this is an interesting song because it, it kicks off Billy's solo career. Yeah, but at the same time, it's on the Last Generation X album. And see, that's why when I was playing it and I saw that the the artist pop up, it was Generation X, and I, I didn't realize I was like, was it? Well, was Billy Idol a cover? And then I just looked it up. It's like, oh, yeah, that's his band. Yeah, it's like that sounds a lot like Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because it is totally. Yeah, and yeah, because that was because of. Um, 
his manager, Billa Coyne, Kiss's original manager. Mm. Uh, so uh, he, I, I think I heard an interview with him. I think it was on either Talking Metal or Rock and Roll Geek Show a few years ago, where he basically said, like, I, the song "Dancing with Myself" was so strong that I, we basically just kind of took it from there and and mm. kind of remixed it a little bit for America. But oh, so you okay. hear very, there's not a lot of difference, but you'll, it's, it's, they're very slight. So if okay. you're, if gotcha. you're a production nerd, you'll hear differences in this version. Versus the one you you've heard a million times. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Okay. But it's subtle, like I yeah, said. Yeah. So, here you go. So judge for yourself. This is Generation X with dancing with myself.
course, the up-tempo dancing with myself. I'm sure a lot of aerobics classes in the mm-hmm. 80s, and maybe to this day, yeah. will still rock that one for out. Sure. Uh, for some reason, just the beat, it makes me think of aerobics. Well, uh, and dancing. dancing. <laughs> yeah. Well, dancing with myself, you know what that is. Uh, aerobics, like in your living room? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. to some effect, uh, yeah. that that can be construed as aerobics in your living room. Are we still using euphemisms? Did I just use a euphemism? I, you might have. Uh, one fun fact I didn't know, and then one fun fact I definitely knew going into this. Yeah. Uh, the, the one I just learned is that the guitarist on that track, apparently, from what I can tell, is not Brian James from Generation X, it's Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols. No, alright. So there you go. Uh one fact, Chris. I knew this one because I love this fact. Right. Uh, you remember the video for Dancing with Myself? It's, it's kind of like on a rooftop, yeah. dancing by himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, mini fun fact: uh, the guy that is dancing with a um, like a not a, it's like dancing with a sledgehammer or something like that. And okay. his living room is like the married guy that they kind of uh, flashed you. I don't remember. But that. that's Bill of Coin. If you ever see that video okay. again. Um, I think it's a sledgehammer. It's probably something else, and someone's correcting me and yelling at the podcast right mm. now. But well, jokes on them because they're yelling to a to inanimate object. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the video is directed mm. by Toby Hooper. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. So there you go. Fun fact for you there. Yeah. Figured you would enjoy that. I do enjoy that. Yes. Speaking of enjoying things, what have we got coming up? <laughs> well, if there's one thing that I enjoy, it's free will. Oh, By Rush. man. Wow, not in the top ten. Uh, no, wow. Because the top ten is pretty packed. The top ten must be amazing. Yeah, this is number twelve. This is... I, I just recently saw Rush for the first time. We've talked about this. I think this is still my favorite Rush song. Although, since I've seen him live, Xanadu might be now. Yeah. Something about me and Xanadu, apparently. I guess. Whether it's the movie <laughs> or the song. Or the other song. Yeah. Uh, but... I like Free Will for the longest time. This has been my favorite Rush song. It's not my favorite Rush song, though. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite Rush song would be, but this isn't it. I had a mixtape that my uh, I call him my older brother, even though he's not a uh, you know I guess a blood brother in a sense. This guy Sean, uh, my one of my first best friends. He made me a mixtape and had Tom Sawyer on it. So Mm -hmm. it's always kind of been about Tom Sawyer, even initially. So, but Free Will was the first song I recorded off the radio by Rush. Okay, so I've heard it a billion times and I still love it. Yeah. One of these days, Chris, I'm going to dig up the tape I made off of Key Rock uh, in the 80s, and I'm going to play it on my show as a list. That'd be cool. Because I think that'll be fun. And yeah. free, free Will will be on there. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what else can you say? I mean, uh, dude. I don't they, know. they didn't play it, though. I'm, oh, still, really? I'm still mad at them for not yeah. playing it at my show. They probably played it at every tour that I've missed. Uh, no. Did they play it when you saw it? Uh, I don't remember them playing it now. Really? Huh. Mm, maybe. What is it about uh, that song? It's they, they been like... many years. Anyway, somebody let me know. If you've seen Russian concert, tell me that they played Free Will at your show. And, uh, so you can and brag mad. about it and go, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. So, but all, all that being said. Yell it at your radio right yeah, now. Yell it, at your, yell it at your iPod or <laughs> smartphone or computer. Just listen yeah. to me on anything. And also listen to this. At least in Joey's top five Rush songs of all time. And good enough for number what? Oh. Number 12 of 1980 for Chris. This is Free Will.
right, Free Will there by Rush. Is is there any band that has more tastefully put prog time signatures into classic rock staples mm. like like Rush has? You know, like Yes and Genesis have right. all been on the radio, but Rush has their songs are so catchy at times when they want to be. Right. And they can throw in different time signatures that I couldn't even keep up with. That. I was trying to count it like you were. I think it was like seven eight and then eight eight and back and forth, and then it gets to the verse and it changes. I don't know. I, I actually this it's been a few years since I did music theory. Yeah, I felt six four, but I could be wrong. This was one of those six five. This is one of the first songs I actually learned to play on guitar, at least part of it. Nice. Like from the intro through the verse, I but I learned to play all that in guitar. So very I, cool. Because I, I got into Rush when I when we were in. Uh, uh, high school band yeah that's, that's like that's like a rite of passage yeah like you're so. you either have a rush phase or you're in it for yeah. the rest of your life i wasn't really a fan before that and yeah some of our mutual friends got me into rush and i got into all the weird time signatures and stuff yeah. and, and yeah. it was like in the like it was either rush and then like almost even some of the girls would even get into it but then like if you were a metal guy before that or you liked metal you easily got into dream theater also yeah. so yeah. it was uh those were the bands right there. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. A little bit later, Tool. Yeah, yeah, because they, they embraced the prog time yeah. signatures, too. And the, I think that... It's amazing how people listen to bands that do prog time signatures like Tool, and some of them don't give a shit about yeah. all those other bands. But, right. but they should. And see, the cool thing about something like Rush, though, like with the, the odd time signatures, you don't even notice when you're listening to no, it. No, because it's a great so, song. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. They're not They're not trying to be... Prague and we're gonna put this in here to be awesome and confuse people it's just you don't even notice it unless you start thinking about it yeah i feel like you know and i i, I want to see what these guys do on their next album uh, but the winery dogs they yeah. which is billy sheehan and richie Kotzen <laughs> and mike portnoy yeah i want to see what they do on their next album because they i feel like they were definitely trying to write songs yeah and not show off but there are sections you know there's bits in the song where they get yeah. to show off so I, I'm curious to see what they do. It just made me think of that for yeah. some reason. But yeah. anyway, moving on here. What we got? Is this the last song? Yep, this is number 11. This is the last song on episode 7 of the 80 from 80. This is Joan Jett with Bad Reputation. Wow. Yeah, another one. We kicked off the show with a great intro song like Johnny Hit and Ron Pauling, and we're ending with another great uh, basically punk rock song. Yep. Bad Reputation. Wow. What what lies ahead in the top ten after that? No, I can only imagine. I do know. All right, but here you go. the the uh, The band that no label wanted, <laughs> Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, showing them who's boss. This is bad reputation.
cavalcade of pop culture references you could make and has been made with Bad Reputation. It's, yeah. it's an iconic song at this yeah. point. I, I've heard it covered by so many bands. It's been in so many TV shows and so many movies. It is... I think at this point it's almost uh, not taken over, but it's almost like even keel with I Love Rock and Roll for her at this point. I mean, it's just that big yeah. of a song, I think, still. I like this one better. I like Bad Reputation better, but yeah, I agree with I, what I, you're saying. Yeah, I do too. And it's also her song. So, yeah. like, she didn't write I Love Rock and Roll. So, right. this, I think this is, I think she even considers this her theme song a lot more. Yeah. So, yeah. Freaks and Geeks, Kick Ass. Just that, that shit puts a smile on my face. Yeah. So, yeah. hell yeah. Uh, shout outs to the cover versions that I really like, like uh, Half Cocked and the Dolly Rots. And, mm. Oh, God, there's just so many others. Okay. But man, that's part seven. We're, we're ending part seven. We still have the top ten to go. Yep. And I know now you're just anxiously anticipating part eight. <laughs> I'm not even being facetious when I say that. Because yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That's cool. Because I, I don't even, I can't even imagine. What, yeah. I, I know I, I say this all the yeah. time, but I can't even imagine what is ahead on this. I already this. know what's on it, so. Well, yeah, like... you do. You're the only one that knows. <laughs> yeah. It's frustrating, but I, once again, I wouldn't have it any other way because I wanted my general reaction for a list that I've almost completely forgotten about that I made three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> right. Because, th- you know, shit happens. So. <laughs> Uh, but uh, this 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 list is anything but shit. It is. Uh, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Is, it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of this list, you better be subscribed on iTunes. But also, additionally and alternatively, and yeah, you can go to rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com. Yes. All the episodes are on there, even the ones that aren't on iTunes anymore. Also, the links to the Facebook, the Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, follow Chris on Twitter and his international travels. I guess uh, just not, he's not going around the world, but he's yeah. Well, who knows where I'll end up? Yeah, well, yeah who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, follow Chris on Twitter. See how ask him how good his Wi-Fi is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're a little worried about that, but uh, yeah, well, I'll find something. I don't know. Okay, so what's your Twitter handle, Chris? Uh, at highspot underscore four three seven. Yes, at highspot. H-I-G-H-S-P-O-T underscore 437. What's the 437 about again? It's from high school, from Drumline. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. God, we were just talking about friggin' band. Yeah. Good old 437 cadence, right? Yep. Yeah, all right. Cool. Well, and uh, before we get out of here, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro song. And I can't wait to uh, have you guys on the show for sure. So go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for all additional information and tell them the Rock Strikes 10 sent you until part eight, the top ten is coming up. Everybody else, have fun. Bye. Bye.